Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 4, Episode 6, Back from the Undead. And we have two very special guests with us tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I have to admit, it's so... It's so jarring going from like the techno beat of the Afterbuzz right into this like really the emotional. Dirge. It's so beautiful though. It's, oh it's yeah, a gorgeous song. It's, it made me cry again, and then I listened to it again and cried again, and I was there. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it was me the whole time. Uh, I don't. We'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. But yeah, this episode of Z Nation definitely made me super emotional. Um, let's not waste any time. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of The After Show. I'm here uh, with some very, very special guests and a fantastic panel. Uh, and tonight we are talking about Season 4, Episode 6, Back from the Undead. Let's not waste any time. To my left is the lovely Katie Cullen. Hi, my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. To her left is the lovely Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. To her eventual left. <laughs> I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZ Nation. Katie's got you covered on the live chat. And over on the couch, we have two very, very special guests. The lovely and talented Sarah Coates. Yay. Woo! Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks need, for coming. Do I need to see my social media? You can if no, you want. Okay. <laughs> Just follow my dog on Instagram. He's the best. Ruben Wrinkles. He is. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, and the co-executive producer of the show and the writer of this episode, Michael Cassett. Woo! I'm happy to be back. I'm following her dog on social media, yeah. too. <laughs> and the reason for our tears. Yes. Yeah, we blame uh, you for everything. Yeah. So. No, like, no, roll. no offense. This episode was fantastic, but curse you, Michael, for making me feel feelings, and curse you, Sarah, for acting so good. <laughs> no offense, this episode was great. No offense, this episode was great. How dare you make me feel. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, this episode was fantastic. Let's let's go ahead and dive into it, uh, ladies. Initial initial feelings, because I'm we'll dig into thoughts as as we break down the plot. But just initial feelings. Dying whale noises. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I feel like yep. that's a good summary. It's a tragic sound. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I can do it, I'm but sure. I'm going to blow the audio. I mean, I kind of think you should. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I was going to say you're going to have to do it away from the mic a little bit more. Too late. <laughs> uh, I thought it was perfect. No, see, beautiful. see, dying whale noises. Um, I thought it was a powerful and beautiful and poignant episode that served the plot still while while being such an emotional moment for the audience and for the cast, I'm sure, and it was probably one of the most powerful episodes in all four seasons, in my opinion. This is true. I'm, this is true. I'm trying to I'm think. trying. I'm running around trying to take credit for it. <laughs> 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 it's me! It's all me! <laughs> They're all team efforts. You know, it's uh, our other co-EP, one of our other co-EPs, Craig Engler, was the one who kind of came up with this specific moment in this that we all dove on and course everything is guided by carl and the rest of the writing team and then the production team so i'm just here to represent them but i will take all the credit and if there's any money involved i'll take that too <laughs> so i will add here my friend just just jumping off the bat so how did it come about for lucy to be the one to depart the cast uh it was baked in from the first time she aged faster than other people Okay. Like a year and a half ago, it was sort of inevitable that she was going to have to age out. Um, and so we were just kind of looking for the moment where it seemed natural and or unnatural in our case. There it was. I'd like to think that I also 
tweeted about it so much <laughs> that I would come back and like forced fans to talk about it and make it seem like a reality. It's like Oprah's the secret. Like you say what you want and then the writers are forced to bring you back. Manifest <laughs> destiny your part back. What do the kids like these days? Well, she did oh. send pie. I, <laughs> I just keep doing that. Or pie whiskey. I did bring that yeah. once oh, to nice. the writer's room. Yeah, oh, nice. That's incredible. Please continue to write me in the show. So yes. basically, Who sells pie whiskey? Basically, if you want to pitch Ralph's, ideas to the yes. asylum, you need to bribe them with baked goods Absolutely. and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And or alcohol. Because <laughs> like, they'll, they'll oh. pay you in baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The times I've been to the writer's room, it's just like a table full of snacks. So. <laughs> I, I worked at a building that did free bagels every Thursday, so I worked for bagels for about five years. <laughs> I work for carbs. I work for carbs. I love carbs. Anyway. <laughs> it, it is a legitimate business model. You need them for your brain to function. Mm. True story. And that is why people go So zombies, zombies don't. That's true. But there's questions as to whether zombie brains are still functional. But... I will admit, Sarah, the second we saw you on screen, on the one hand, I was elated. On the other hand, I was like, no. She gonna die. Don't tell me they brought Sarah back just to kill her character again. No. You know, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) It's a privilege. It's like going to zombie summer camp. Once a summer, I go for a couple of days. I get to hang out. I get to like cuddle with Keith, and then I get to die, and it just will happen again. I have a list of ways I can come back in season five. So <laughs> I'm gonna secret this, put them out in the atmosphere, and plant little seeds in writers' heads so that I can come back. If you're willing to share any of them, we'd love to a hear. A ghost? Yeah. No. That's <laughs> if, if, if you want, we can carve out a section of our predictions uh, portion of the episode and just allow you to give your pitches. 150,000%. That's what I think, Sarah. Excellent. What was it like? A percent. What was it like for you, Sarah, coming back not as Serena, but as Lucy? Uh, it was really exciting to play someone different. Uh, Jody had sent me lots of Tara, who played Lucy, and who's fantastic and hilarious and talented, her rough cut scenes. So I really wanted to get some of her mannerisms down because she was a surly teen and I'm not. So it was fun to be like, <laughs> well, a little surly. I'm, I'm, I'm surly. I'm not a teen. I'm a surly 30 something. Um, so it was exciting to get to bring those aspects to the part. And then I was a little, the writing was so wonderful because when I had thought about it, they were like, you might come back as Lucy. I thought, calling my dad daddy because <laughs> like, it was such a weird sexual moment and the way it was written was so sad and sweet and then seeing the relationship Tara had formed with Keith and Murphy uh, with Lucy and just to be able to jump in was exciting and a little nerve wracking too because literally Tara finished her last scene and I had to go into the exact position she was in mm-hmm. and then continue and she was giving 150,000%. So yeah, it was exciting. And the spot so, was still warm. It was still warm. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily we were friends. Otherwise yeah. that would be a horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is my spotlight now. Yes. Yes. Like, out of the way. You. You're Move, done. Tara. There yeah. Thank you for warming it up <laughs> yeah. and I'll see you later. Um, this is a horrible story and I don't know why I'm going to tell it but uh, <laughs> when we watched the episode Alexander Yellen who directed it was was like we forgot to mention or put a credit in for another character you didn't see which were Sarah's Booker's <laughs> Because I was crying over Keith, and he actually had to say, like, we need to cut, because he was just, like, <laughs> he had to, like, duck out of the way of my boogers, and it was, uh, you know, I feel really good I'm only surprised that. we cut that. <laughs> that right? just means you were feeling it. I was really you were feeling, feeling it. the emotions. The apocalypse is messy. Well, it is, absolutely. And staring into Keith's sad, like, water-filled eyes was just... We spent all day crying we all, on the we floor. All, uh, we all have that reaction. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. The, uh, and that's the other thing, too, is, guys, crying is messy. Like, all of the, the stuff you usually see in movies, that's not real yeah. crying. <laughs> and crying with blue paint on your face yeah. is messy. They were like, can you not, like, have it go down your face and just have it, like, well up here? And I'm like, uh, can you just cry straight down? <laughs> can we do a vertical thing? Don't smear. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a question on Twitter about the makeup yeah, process. I, and Yeah. yeah. 
No, please read what was said on Twitter. I'm also wondering that. Specifically, if you liked being painted blue, but also what was the entire process like? Because this was a process that, like, um, you know, Tara's had to go through and Keith uh, Keith had to go through. So what was it like getting to take your turn in the chair? The greatest privilege of my life. Like, I just want to be covered in prosthetics. And, like, I would sit in a chair for five hours. I love it. And I love being around the crew and cast of the nation. So I just, it's a privilege but it was airbrush stuff and it took about two hours it wasn't bad but when I read the script it said and Sarah Coates comes back with crow's feet <laughs> like, <laughs> like in capitals and I was like I have a note yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like old aging my hands was was an interesting process that was cool yeah they put something on and then like had me hold it so that they would like Wrinkle oh, up like liquid latex. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just, sorry, I don't know. All because to be okay. fair, Pie Girl is older than you. Are. Yes, yes. So and but it's been eight know. years in the apocalypse. That's okay. right. Yes. Yeah, there we go. And I'm, I was totally. That'll fine give you with some it. crow's feet. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a stressful oh environment. Absolutely. A little bit. Did you like the blue or the belly more? Oh, my. you had to pick between the two. I think you know. I felt fancy in that belly. <laughs> <laughs> And people are nicer to you, even if it's fake. Like, people are like, oh, come sit in front of this car. And I'm like, oh, it hurts. But So <laughs> I think for my own personal, like, wanting to have everything really nice, the belly. But the blue was great. I loved it. And the makeup team does such a good job. So. Yeah. Yeah, it and, was. Yeah, it was definitely a very jarring moment of like, oh no, but also yay. <laughs> Renji um, in chat says, uh, hashtag blue club. Yes, <laughs> forever. Now, if your character gets killed like a couple more times, do you eventually get like a free soda or anything from the asylum? She I should a have a punch card. I really you should. You get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> On what? A soda. <laughs> or the afterlife. A 15% coupon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I figured they just get you a pie. I know. Yeah. I didn't bring one today. I'm sorry. We, we, we dropped the ball as well. We were going to bring one. Apologize to everyone. <laughs> I will... made dinner but failed at pie. See, and I skipped dinner because I thought there'd be pie. <laughs> Oh gosh! But you didn't bring a pie yourself and insure it. No. We will make well. it up to both of you and get you both a pie. We are so sorry. Approved. <laughs> but talking about um, a lot of, the, there was a lot of emotional weight in this episode. So, Michael, I wanted to ask you, talking about the I, the initial idea for this episode because the bio lab was a very interesting setting. Not only do we have all of these emotional, you know, this emotional heavy stuff going on between Murphy and Lucy. But we also have this horror, horror show, <laughs> horrifying um, sort of, I won't call it Island of Dr. Moreau, but definitely that sort of, we're messing with things uh, that man was never meant to mess with sort of deal. Did you find that odd to have that juxtaposition of genuine heart versus the horror? The genuine heart was probably a, a bit more of an anomaly. I mean, the, the genuine horror biomass... Island of Dr. Moreau, or, you know, <laughs> backyard, backyard of Dr. Moreau. We, <laughs> is, Par for the stuff, course, yeah. yeah. we do that every every week a little bit. I mean, there's something weird going on. So, um, But it was interesting and, and tricky for everybody to just sort of have that, that juxtaposition because you had this kind of engine plot business going on, Warren's nightmare, what it, you know, and then compulsions, what does that mean? And then you've got... Uh, uh, the Franken zombie and everybody trying to you know deal with that and oh my god what is that and oh my god what's it doing uh, and then what do we do with it I mean all that in itself is an episode and yet we were cutting away to um, hashtag poignant I mean it was uh, this I, even made me sad this very tragic father daughter storyline mm-hmm. happening at the same time yeah I mean so it it was. It was tricky. I mean, there's a, a thing that isn't often you know, talked about when when you look at shows or watch shows, but it's the tone, and it's something you kind of know it's wrong when it's when it's wrong, and you expect a certain tone of things, and and this ran the risk of of being atonal or multitonal, um, and it was, but it still I think it felt like us because what was happening to Lucy was a fantastical zombie apocalypse thing. It wasn't just, you know, she got stabbed and was dying. It was it was uh, her innate 
nature was uh, just running its course. And, you know, thanks to, accelerated by certain decisions she was making to save her father. Even then, I'm getting a little verklempt. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, also took, oh, God. Oh, there's also, but then there's those great Z Nation moments when, you know, Murphy is having convulsions and then he starts yelling blueberry pie. So they <laughs> still, they still add those moments in. And I think that's what was so surprising for a lot of people on social media when they were chat when we were live tweeting about it is they were like, I can't believe this is making me cry. If you would have ever said that Z Nation would make me cry, I would have never believed you. And that's why I thought the episode was so... Yeah, that was exciting. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was very well balanced. We'd cut back from the very heavy emotional stuff to the usual horror, terror, occasional humor that we've come to expect <laughs> from Z Nation. And it works really well because if we put all the emotional stuff in one spot, if we'd front loaded it or anything like that, by the time you hit the end of it, you're just, nope, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burned out, whatever. <laughs> but by giving us that time, to kind of switch tracks and go, oh, okay, we're laughing at Doc and the Fingers now, which is my favorite part of this episode, hands down. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you really liked Spirit when fingers. Doc got fingered? Ooh, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. You know what? They went there, so you can yes. go there. Yeah. <laughs> the show very overtly went there. But it, it gives us enough time to breathe that when it really gets to the gut punch at the end, you're, you're not wiped out for it. I love so, it. Well done. I watched the episode with Keith, and oh, we, we had to rewind. Is that what you call it now? I don't know. Yeah. 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 We had to rewind and watch it. the Rewind f- to his part? Yes. <laughs> He's uh, a huge jet. No, uh, we had to rewind <laughs> to Russell, the finger scene. He was like, we were like, we have to watch it again, because yeah. it was so hilarious. And Keith was also saying that on that day on set, Russell was like overheated and really grumpy, Aww. and that just made it even funnier for me. <laughs> <laughs> he has to like attack these fingers, and it's oh, it's so. So he wasn't fun. really acting very much. <laughs> it's a meta- metaphor for an entire career. Absolutely. There. <laughs> oh, and we're watching it going. It's like the mummy and the flesh-eating scarabs. Yeah. Yeah. I made a note of that actually. That's what it reminded me of. And then he said, "I'm getting fingered. I oh can't." And God. I just was like, "Yep, there it is. There's he the is, balance." It was better than saying, "I'm getting scarabed." Yeah. True. <laughs> Russell is a gift. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yes. oh yeah. Money in the bank. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> can we can we talk about that sort of just like um in terms of the script, I know it was probably a little while ago, but like when you were writing sort of the ambiance of this horror show that is this laboratory, um, did like did you have anything in mind when you wanted to like like having the zombie hands there, having the the skulls in jars and things like that? Because there were in um I think one of my favorite things was just Dr. Caligari's uh notebook where you see a lot of his sketches and things like that. Did you draw have any specific bits of infer- um inspiration, that's the word I'm looking for, that you drew from that you wanted to p- inject into the script? A lot of it, as you know, we, we start these things all as a group. You know, eight, nine distressed writers in a <laughs> distressed writer's room <laughs> with snacks. Yeah. And we will spend the better part of a day just coming up with, okay, given the situation, what would you see? Then what wouldn't you want to see? And then we put that in. Um, <laughs> But I remember just a lot of it going, well, if, if if it's a scientist who is playing mix and match with body parts, zombie, human, whatever, you're going to have hands, you're going to have feet, you're going to have fingers and uh, eyeballs and jars, and it's just whatever you could separate and, and use. It just sort of became a given, which is probably terrifying in shows that I've, I've probably been on this show too long. <laughs> I thought his whole kind of mission with Biomod or Biomed um, modifications w- was interesting um, that they were trying to achieve immortality by utilizing the zombie virus. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's not something I would ever think of in an apocalypse. I wouldn't be because like, Because you're give sane. It, give it to me. <laughs> um, but I do love, and I don't know specifically who works on props on Z Nation, which makes me sad, but I want to give a shout yes, out to them please. in this moment because all of those jars. All of the hands working with makeup, um, just to make the scenes come alive. And my favorite were <laughs> all of the. I froze the screen. I paused it. That word um, to see some of the plaques and everything that Dr. Caligari had received. So he got 
um, a diplomacy of medicine from the University of Medicine. That is a, <laughs> a, a diploma or a diplomacy? diplomacy. A diplomacy of medicine. <laughs> God. Um, he, what do you have to roll to get that? It's he, at the South Pole, I think. <laughs> at the Abilifia University. What? Oh, yeah. Um, he received a compassion award. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Wow. That... He, he was Miss Congeniality yeah. at Abilafia University. He was the Biomed Doctor of the Year. Um, and the Skin Graft Doctor of the Year. That sounds, yeah. Those um, both sound like awards you give yourself. Yeah. And yeah. the most amazing award was just a plaque that just was a very clear shot, which I think was on purpose, where it's just two <laughs> thumbs like this. If you're watching the video, it's just thumbs up, but it says, um, American proctologists give two thumbs up for Dr. Caligari. <laughs> and it's a magical prop. God bless um, America. But going to the notebook more, I did try to freeze in on that, and it's written in Dr. Handwriting, a.k.a. gibberish cursive. Yeah. Uh, but the pictures were powerful. I'm actually kind of curious if the pictures were photoshopped in the actual, the real photos, or if those were people who happened to be born with, you know, ten toes on one foot, because that can happen. Yeah. Couldn't um, tell you, that's, that's an email to the... That's an email. That's an email to the staff department. But coming yeah. across the skeleton that had the split face and the split hands was like... That straight up looked like it was the charred remains of the unused practical effects from the 2011, uh, prequel of The Thing. Called they, The Thing. Yeah. Uh, because They're all called The Thing. They, they actually, they built prosthetics for that movie and then didn't use them. They covered them with CGI for some reason. Boo. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Boo. Last Wasteful. Minute, it was a last minute studio decision because they didn't that. like the way that they were shot from an angle that they weren't actually going to shoot them from. No. Always I don't care about effects. them. <laughs> it yeah, looks boo, wrong from boo. 3 o'clock. Well, we're shooting it from 6 o'clock. Yeah, but it looks wrong from 3 you told us you were going to shoot from six. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's not fine. But yeah, like, see, that's, that's at least what it reminded me of when we saw the, the dual split skeleton. But when we actually see the multi-armed um, <laughs> Franken-monster that... Um, Dr. That Bleeker. Yes. Slash Dr. Caligari. Slash a third face that I we never got an answer yeah, to. Yeah, just some dude in the stomach. Like, hi there. Um, just absorbed someone else. It's so but creepy. It's the I, don't get close. Oh, I was looking at it and I was like... You know, that's that's a few shades off of, like, human centipede territory. Oh, and I was like, I, I'm really glad the show didn't go all the way yeah, with that. You know, <laughs> Dr. Caligari had a line that I loved, and it reminded me of Dr. Ian Malcolm, another doctor that I enjoy. That we all know. That we all know and love. Uh, <laughs> a chaostician, if you will. A uh, Dr. Caligari's face... In, in the back of Dr. Bleeker, that's important to note, um, <laughs> says the line, my knowledge exceeded my wisdom, which mm. is just a very powerful line for him to... Did you write that? To share. Did you? I don't remember writing that. <laughs> well, that is how you build a wizard in d I then, wrote it. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sarah yeah, snuck in and yeah. added just that in. day of rewrite. You know what would sound good here? Hey, guys, I'm blue. Listen to me. <laughs> and I mean, that's someone taking ownership of their mistakes in the apocalypse. Warren asking what happened to you and his response being my knowledge exceeded my wisdom. He has had a lot of time to think about it. I that's done, right. I done messed up. Yeah. It would summarize my career, but... <laughs> Having a lot of time to think about life and your choices. Yeah. And lack of wisdom. <laughs> I should know this, but I don't. But I don't. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Honestly, I think that's something we can all relate yeah. to oh my God, quite absolutely. a bit. Um, but talking about the props, what I noticed for this episode is that it almost looked like Warren was in a different lab from everyone else because everywhere she was going was really futuristic and fairly pristine and fairly clean and there's all these locks and there's this thing that's in cold storage and everyone else is in a warehouse where there are mason jars with eyes they in got, them on metal shelves. They got stuck like, in a room where the lights didn't work. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like one was the Halloween Horror Nights maze and the other one was backstage where things are shiny. I realize things aren't always shiny backstage, but... Yeah, you, you know, have it's, you it's been backstage? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where you're going backstage, yeah. <laughs> but you keep things in good condition if you want them to work. We have for a the bar the in show. the back. We do. It's delightful. Our backstage yeah, yeah, is shiny. You haven't let us. Why are we not there? Would be my question. Because there are no cameras. <laughs> oh. Okay. oh, and that's a drawback. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I do want to ask about writing Warren in this episode because for the last couple episodes, she has been. 
in kind of, I don't want to say zombie-like state, but she has been very quiet and very introspective because she doesn't fully understand what's happening to her. Kind of hyper-focused and to the detriment of her interpersonal relations. Let's leave it at that. You know, she's, she's on a mission. Nobody knows what it is. She can't articulate it. She doesn't even understand it. She doesn't even quite know what it is. It's like me looking for food. You know, like I'm going to do it. I need to. Sometimes I see a black rainbow. <laughs> and then yeah. you realize you really need to clean out the fridge. Yeah, yeah, that's just it. So, yeah, it's, it is her, her journey, her mission is it still being explored by her as much as anybody. So hopefully that's, that's fun. It will pay off. I have a terrible prediction about that, but I'll wait for prediction. (laughs) Okay. I would like to say that Warren at the end of this episode was also one of the most beautiful (sighs) emotional moments. And like her hesitating to touch Lucy and then kissing Lucy on the head. It just made me weep and I wanted to squeeze her. So, and that, it took me the second time watching it. I love watching it a second time because I always catch things that you just miss the first time around. Um, but the the moment she has right before she says, we got to go mm-hmm. to the group in the room, watching that the second time, she feels, in my opinion, I don't know if it's true or not, I'm choosing Lucy. to believe it's true, she feels Lucy dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. the connection was suddenly strongest for yeah. her right toward the end. Is her hair getting whiter, too? Um, or is that the lighting? I think that might have been the lighting. I don't think it's deliberately getting uh, whiter. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember any discussion of that. that I, I didn't quite notice it, but I mean, my hair keeps getting grayer, so I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just a thing that happens with time. Yeah. But I'm pretty yeah. sure you didn't spend two years in Zona. I went to the U of Zona. <laughs> well, okay. Near Avalafia University. It's University of so Can you bring back one of those nifty shirts? Of medicine. Zona U. <laughs> I do love the Zona shirts. They're pretty great. I know. And the one I that, want one. Well, they exist. We'll try and find you one. There's no merch shop. I'm going to make so many promises that I cannot keep. <laughs> Bring you a pie and a shirt and a you could and be some a producer. Moonshine. No, I could be a great producer. <laughs> yes. Um, we we have a question from Alicia in uh, in the hashtag, um, and she specifically wanted to know what it was like behind the scenes shooting um, the. Shooting with Keith. Uh, specifically, I think she doesn't specify which scenes, um, but I think the ones she's talking about mostly are when he's completely out of it. Um, and then talking when... to Serena, wondering where Lucy Aww. is. Yeah, Super that's the emotional. point where I just died. We tried to, like, we always hang out and we'll run scenes in a trailer, but this one, we, it was so emotional that we, we kind of talked it out before just because we didn't want to. What's a good way to say this? Blow our what? <laughs> Sorry, that's not Leave it in the locker room. Yeah, yes. <laughs> burn yourselves um, yes, out. Yes, burn on ourselves first... out. Yeah. yeah. And because it was a whole day of just him lying on the floor and me crying over him and snotting on him. So, <laughs> um, and it also, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, this might be their last scene together and my last mm. scene with Keith on the show. Who knows? But it was, so it was that emotion that we brought to it as well. And we have had so much fun and, and it's always me, Keith, and Doc, and Russell. So just to like be in a room with them and goof off, and so he and he's such a giving acting partner. So even when he is not getting his coverage, he's still giving that performance to me, so that I can and I do the same for him. So it's always a privilege. He's so freaking talented, but I love him. Mm. Yep. Not not gonna lie. Um, I did tear up like this. I, I, I'm sure Z Nation has done it to me in the past, but this is the only time I can really remember actually crying at an episode. Well, this is of the Z only Nation. time it happened because we <laughs> deliberately did it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I remember a lot of yelling and throwing things for yeah. other character that because those are usually really sudden. And this one was just like oh, it's yeah. it's coming. It's well, coming. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, Madonna, who played the older Lucy, is mm. actually Keith's acting teacher. Oh, so what? they have a relationship, and that's whose house we went to watch it at. So it was me, Keith, oh Madonna, and Alex just watching this episode. And she is so intelligent, so smart, so talented. And so when she like reaches and touches his chest, like these are real moments that are palpable Stop. and sweet. And and she's the kindest. We text now, and we're gonna have a pajama party. <laughs> That sounds amazing. You and Keith or you and Madonna? Uh, me and Madonna, okay. not Keith. He's not invited. 
Um, but she is, I wanted to have her come and switch with me halfway through this. So the rest of the episode would just be her and you'd be pretending to talk to her. And, and I would die. Yeah. <laughs> but so they have this funny relationship and she, you guys should have her on because she has funny stories of Keith in acting school, just being a, a dork. So that's so, yeah, that sounds that's like an fun. awesome tidbit. Like that's a great casting choice. Yeah. That was fantastic. <gasps> this is my current face. favorite comment in chat because there is there's a little bit of story behind this one. Uh, you keep having characters on the panel that were killed off that were killed off. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes, Katie notices. So let me tell you the story <laughs> oh, about gosh. guest booking for this show. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick aside to give you a peek yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah, we're gonna throw open the curtain here and show you my pain for four seasons. <laughs> This started in season one, halfway through, when someone at the end of episode five, and I don't remember who it was, at the end of our after show said, you really need to get Tom Everett Scott was for next you? episode. Was it that you? It might have been you. I believe you. it was me. <laughs> Mr. Wink Wink. God bless America. Nudge. <laughs> so this wonderful human being on the couch here uh, <laughs> tells me, you need to get Tom Everett Scott. Like, here's his Find email, him. and yeah. go get him on the ship, because next week is a really good episode for him. And I'm like... That's not wrong. <laughs> so I email him and I get him on and then we watch the episode and he dies. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So now every single time I reach out to people for guest booking and they say, oh, I really, they really need to be on this episode. It's a good episode for them. I sit there and go. Yeah, not the next episode. No, this one. <laughs> and it has certainly to be not this one. It, this is it. <laughs> this is a really good episode yeah. for Pisay. You should have her on. Oh, this is Michael and then Michael Welch. going, you, you really need me for this episode. I'm like, okay, Michael, whatever you say. <laughs> and then I had a couple of those with Nat, and so far that hasn't come to pass, but yeah. it was definitely well, like oh my God. the girls would rage. <laughs> like, <Yes>. So yeah, so you're the I am very much aware of that. You're the angel of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, man. I just follow behind picking up the uh, rotting bread crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I went, this person on the show because they're dead. And I went, this dead person and that dead person. And hi! So that's our peek behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, been my life for four seasons. So you guys Did know. Did you get that out of your system now? Katie works <laughs> very hard to ensure that we have guests as often as possible. So, again, you guys have been very gracious with your time. We really appreciate it. It's the bar that brings us. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it. yeah. It's, uh, it's not a fully stocked bar, unfortunately. I have that noticed that. We have a keg. Um, we good. I, I do want to talk about... I will be um, emptying this after we, telling that story. We brought it up when we were talking about Doc. But I do want to talk about... Um, 10K and Lily and Doc in this episode because even though they were mostly trying to just keep up with Warren for the most part, they had some excellent character bits as well. Um, I think probably my favorite just very subtle thing um, in the episode was when Warren's hitting the accelerator and Lily just very, very quietly just puts on her seatbelt. It's just like... I don't like where this is going. It's not going to help me at this speed, but <laughs> gotta, I learned. Got to do something. Yeah. yeah. No, there, and I mean, uh, Nat 10K has been fantastic from the beginning. He's, you know, he's, he's not the, the most visible all the time, but usually there's always some great moment that you can kind of go to. And my favorite is, is him just looking around at the people who did this. I don't like them. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's, yeah. Seems to sum up 10K's attitude toward all of civilization at that point. <laughs> and uh, Sarge, Lily, is, uh, I mean, growing on me, because I, I wasn't, uh, I'd written her before she was cast. So it's it's been fun to see how she's grown and, and, and enriched the role. And uh, she's a ton of fun, fun to watch, too. So She's integrated really well into the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be a lot of fun. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I just said it's good. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it must be Does a lot of fun. anybody object to that? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Anytime you get to see a, a character come to life, um, yeah. you know, you get it at the very beginning of the series. But then, yeah, when, when new people come into the cast, it's fun to see them flourish. So, And we got a count from 10K for the first time oh. in, like, a season yes. and a half. That was exciting to have back. That was lovely. 
Obviously, it went up right after that, but 8,001. Was it 8,000 or 6,000? It was 8,001. Eight, eight. Holy cow! He's well, really he getting had up two there. years in the wilderness. And what happens when he gets to 10? Yeah, what happens? He then he gets name. to be 20K? What was it? Yeah. Tommy. No, was, was it Tom? It's Tommy. He gets Tommy. to retire. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, he gets to retire. <laughs> Nobody yeah. gets to retire in the apocalypse. Retire you undefeated. go until you stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd also like to give some 90s shout-outs in the writing. I don't know if they were your idea or Carl's input, um, but the Erie, Indiana moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I worked on Erie with Carl, but this, okay. that was because when in the first draft of the script, we were in a different location, so I would not have done the Erie, Indiana, so that was all Carl. That I mean, was all Carl. And they're with the same number of people since yes, the right. early 1990s. <laughs> well, 16,661. In a, in, a, in a perfect universe, there's a Z Nation, Erie, Indiana crossover, and nothing has changed in Erie, Indiana. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't tell. So, they yes. reincarnate. I love that. Um, and then Doc just saying, for the love of Pete and Pete. Yes! 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 It's just like, yes, Pete and Pete. Because when I when I heard that, I was initially like, what was Doc doing watching Pete and Pete in the 90s? And I was like, oh, yeah, he had a son. Yeah. Oh. Oh, see, and I was just like, he was a stoner. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> or he was high, or both. <laughs> or both. I think it's one, both. Half a dozen of the other. And, it, it and he was fun. in Erie, Indiana at the time. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice people. Yeah. So funny. Oh, yeah, it would... I have so many thoughts on what it would be like, what the the rest of the world being in the zombie apocalypse, what Erie, Indiana would be like during that time. It's a pocket dimension. It's doing fine. Uh, I would watch that miniseries. I absolutely would. Call your TV network. (laughs) But yeah. Hashtag beg. Yes. Harass on Twitter. Call your local sci-fi network. The secret. Put it out. That's what I said. Yeah. But yeah, as as dire as this episode was, I really appreciated all those little shout outs, all the comedy that went into it. Like it, it worked really, really well. This little misleads to lull you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we all got to watch Doc get fingered and then <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I hate fingers. Well him Bless just you. like hitting that. Alex Yellen was saying that they were like kind of on this teeter totter thing, so he would hit and they would actually like fly at him. <laughs> And, oh, to be honest, I didn't get to see it, but that was just a joy. And it, knowing he was uncomfortable <laughs> makes it even more it's a, hilarious It's a to total me. what and give up showbiz moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, so like, good. Oh. So, and like, I studied Shakespeare, and now I'm doing I'm yeah, hitting no. fingers on a tilt board <laughs> And I have to pull my shirt up and cut one out yeah. of me. I was like... Oof. So good. <laughs> and then 10K just stomping on one in the next scene. Sorry, right, one more. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Doc. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> um, uh, this, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about kind of what's going on in Warren's head a little bit because she's going through and we have, um, and she at the very beginning when she's driving, um, she has a straight up LED display. It, it's not just this prophetic vision. She is getting direct coordinates. I worry about that, HUD. I really do. Yeah. And we didn't really get any answers from Dr. Caligari. Um, and he had never met her before. But he knows Dr. Teller. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Also in the office. <laughs> That's a very pointed zoom in there. Yeah. Uh, again, that's a fantastic connection. So, and Dr. Teller was the one that told her to rely on her visions and trust in them. Now, again, maybe this is, we're, we're getting towards the end of the show, so it's a little early for predictions, but I do want to ask it of the table. Well, we're uh, also going to have a How Does Pie Girl Come Back bonus hour, so. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I will bring those up. <laughs> Wait. So take some extra prediction time. But so, so Michael, feel free to. Um, we've got some popcorn in the lobby if you want to enjoy that as we we sit here and go. I want to ask this of the table: Can her visions actually be trusted, or is this a trap? See, this is my prediction. So I think we need to hit the lights. Uh, what else do we need to cover? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cool. It's even, I guess we're in predictions territory. It's, it's even a blue light show. <laughs> okay. It, it's I did the thing. Blues. Did I you pretty, do the I show? did the thing. During predictions, I looked. Oh, yeah. The 
wide shot. <laughs> okay. So yes, can her uh, can her visions be trusted? I'm gonna say no. Because mm. she got very specific instruction. She got very specific memory. She got actual punch codes to go in and get this thing that we don't know what it is because Caligari wasn't telling anybody. And um, I I think she's following directions from Mr. Sunshine. We saw a cylinder very similar to the one she grabbed in the first episode. Dr. Sun, Mr. Sunshine used it to destroy the zombie hand. I think it's she's the poison, following and that's instructions. Why she shot the shot into her arm and passed out. Mm. Science. <laughs> I, that was a really strong <laughs> argument that I, I ended science. on a high note. Hashtag Z Nation It's science. really difficult to argue with science. <laughs> but I, I legit think that, that's, uh, that her visions are not to be trusted, that she's running oh. errands for Mr. Sunshine. I do you think she's been programmed as a weapon? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Well, it didn't take much programming for Warren, let's face it. I mean, she's I'm, been pretty lethal all the way through. It's more like changing up a few wires so that the weapon is pointed in a different direction. Mm. <laughs> That's the sound of people being puzzled. <laughs> His face is stone cold. He has not made one emotional movement so that I could tell if it's I'm ha- asleep. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> You're not actually here right now. This is a yeah. life model decoy. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can't pump you for information. See, we're just hallucinating, and then we're going to wake up in Zona. Boom. <gasps> and you'll have a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! That's how we get the t-shirts. Perfect. Yeah. This will be great. So, okay, let, since we're in prediction territory, do we have any sort of other thoughts in terms of where we're going? Because I'm thinking that... Perhaps, maybe this is a little out there, maybe the black rainbow isn't necessarily a black rainbow of zombies, but straight up like a black rainbow of like ashen humanity kind of cobbled together in the same way Caligari was cobbled together. I mean, it looks like an arch of dead people either way. It does. So. It does. It just generally speaking looks like death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Science. 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 So now that they... Oh, say meteorology. <laughs> <laughs> so now that she has the cylinder of science, potentially dangerous science, most definitely dangerous science, where's the team going next? Hell? <gasps> <laughs> like, you guys are shocking me. <laughs> now they're going to Erie, Indiana. No, they just left Erie, Indiana. <laughs> they also just left Erie. Hell, given last episode. <laughs> I think uh, probably we're asking the wrong questions. The real question we should be asking are what are the ramifications of Lucy's death? Because that's something that is definitely going to take a severe toll on Murphy. And obviously Warren has had this personal connection too that has now been severed. I'm worried. And also we know for a fact that Zona was pursuing Lucy. So with her gone, there goes that plan B. That means Warren and Murphy are their next best thing. It kind of hurts my feelings that you forgot about how Addie would feel about Lucy when Lucy's dying words were tell Addie Addie I tried. (laughs) Believe me, I'm sitting here going, I really, really do not envy the person who has to tell Addie that Lucy is gone. Hashtag where's Addie? She busy. She's hanging out. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. It's on the move somewhere. That's all I can say. Uh, nope. What do you guys think <laughs> ramifications of Lucy's death? I think Murphy's just going to be in a real bad place for a while. And I'm expecting that to be stupid decisions territory. I mean, I saw the promo for next week. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, Murphy's going to make a stupid choice. <laughs> and there are ramifications. And I'm still confused why next episode is called Warren's Wedding. I'm very, I'm very curious. There was nothing in the promo about that, um, but I also think we saw Dan Schaefer as a, a zuggalo. Is that what they're called? I believe so. It's pretty great. So Warren's <laughs> wedding, basically, it's gonna, it's they, they just, you guys decided to just make all the shippers happy, and she and Murphy are getting married. I don't want to spoil the episode. <laughs> I just say it will all be explained. <laughs> it may like, not be a good explanation, but it will but all be explained. Be explained. Yes. And I feel like Murphy makes a bad decision and there are consequences is like 80% That's, of Z Nation. That could be every episode title. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. Wasn't that all of season three? Yes. Yeah. 
All right, so Sarah, you have some pitches. I do. You have some predictions. Do I get the light? Can we have the light? Can we have the light for Sarah? Can we have the light show? Yeah. One. You're after Buzz TV. It comes as a package. I love it. Our studio's haunted. I just thought of one while you guys were going. What if Zona revived Serena (gasps) so that they could use her blood and then she becomes evil? Two. (laughs) (laughs) Our live studio audience. And some of these, mind you, I wrote these while I had a couple glasses of wine in me. So That's how we do this. Yes. (laughs) She has an evil twin with brown hair. Okay. Um, She wakes up Ah. in the barn. The bullet missed her brain and she's pissed. She was asleep for two years. She goes and hunts (laughs) Murphy the entire season. I do like that. Um, Only Murphy can see her, a la Battlestar Galactica, and she follows him around and annoys him and drives him crazy. So he's just talking to someone and nobody knows who it is. I actually really like like that one. Yes, kind of like Six followed What's-His-Face-Around. Here's my favorite. She figured out how to mobilize the Wheel of Cheese, and she's hiding in it and driving it around. <laughs> the best, the best ever. Right? Yeah. So that's that's, um, that's, good. that's what I have. And if you, if anybody else has suggestions, we have one in chat. Actually, oh. uh, Renji in chat. I predict Pie Girl and Lucy will come back in Murphy's Dream. Yay! Um, we actually have a question um, uh, in the hashtag uh, talking about Serena. Doc and Addie had uh, very specific versions. Of how Murphy and Serena met, which per, which story do you guys prefer? Which version is your favorite, Addie's version or Doc's version? <laughs> and do you remember them? I'm trying <laughs> the to, king and queen of the apocalypse. I, I like Doc's version only because isn't he a jester in that one? <laughs> yeah, bells in his beard. So I prefer that one. That one's my absolute favorite. That's a, that's a print the legend. Yeah. Choice. yeah. <laughs> the story will be told and changed, and that's how you know. As long as they're king and queen of the apocalypse, I'm good. <laughs> I think that's great. Um. So, do we have any final thoughts on this week's episode? Any final predictions? Insert more dying whale noises here, and <laughs> yeah, ultimately, I think that that sums it up for for me is just all of the feelings. How dare you make me feel um, all together <laughs> on purpose? Fantastic! But you're making it up with Zuggalos. <laughs> there is one little bit of information for the '90s callbacks, and as it ties into the show, what was the name of the science professor father of the family in Erie, Indiana? What was the family's name? Shoot. Teller. <gasps> Marshall Teller. And the dad was Edgar Teller. Just saying. Whoa. You're kidding. So maybe we are getting a little bit of our we, ooh, Scooby-Doo are. crossover there. You are. Oh, my God. Jaws are dropping. Talk about yeah. it. All over America. <laughs> All over America. The, the lights are going out. <laughs> because my mom's watching. People so. are going, <laughs> She's boom. like, what? Just yeah. thought through that. In. You have no idea how happy that makes me. <laughs> <laughs> I just you have to go back and watch now. Yeah. Yeah. All of your in- Indiana first, and then yeah, yeah. Like I need an excuse. Yeah. Watch Erie, Indiana, and then watch Hocus Pocus, and then Yay. watch C Nation. Absolutely, in that it, order. It, it has to. Well, again, um, thank you guys so, yeah. so much for joining us. Do you guys yeah. have any final thoughts on this episode and what it was like um, writing it and what it was like being a part of, of the cast again, yeah. very briefly? Uh, writing it was a ton of fun. It was actually, I mean, they're all fun to some degree, but this was really fun in that writers find fun in tragedy <laughs> way. So, yes, it was it was great, and I was pleased to be able to be you know, pick to do this story out of the the few we were working on. Yeah, it's a privilege. I I thank Z Nation and Carl and all the producers and writers for allowing me to play such badass, funny women with strong ideas. So it just it's it's cool, and I love going to zombie summer camp, man. <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys? I know it's really hard when there's stuff in development and NDAs and everything like that. But do you guys have any upcoming projects that you can talk about? Do I? I I I filmed a pilot that I don't know if it's going to be picked up, so that's exciting. Um, And not not them. I'm in a movie called Lane 1974. You can check it out on iTunes and Amazon. 
It's nothing like me and Z Nation <laughs> at all. <laughs> I play a hippie on a commune in. How is that nothing like Z Nation? <laughs> I was going to say. That sounds it's, a little. Actually, it kind of is. But it, I'm, I'm Do you very, bake pie? I might. <laughs> Typecast, damn it. <laughs> yeah, check out Lane1974 and uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter for new stuff. And dog, for, my dog. And, and, the dog. and the dog. And the dog. And if you want to hear us gab about the Gilmore Girls, uh, we we had an interview with Sarah earlier in the year, so you guys can go and check that out here on After Buzz. That was very fun. Michael, do you have any upcoming projects? I have something entirely unrelated. I have a nonfiction book coming out next summer it's about it's a space program book it's called the astronaut maker and those of you who are the 11 of you out there who are space program fans should look for my name in that book because you'll like this that's awesome i'm working on a uh new digital tv series that i can't talk about yet it's short term um so there's that and i have a project i did and was announced with a lot of publicity with a very famous uh person a couple years ago and we're kind of relaunching that and there may be news about that soon but i can't talk about that <laughs> but i can tell you the initials r and r are involved so Ooh, oh. i think i get what you're getting at Wait. i'm so transparent <laughs> <laughs> um, well again we can't say thank you guys enough for taking the time to talk Yay. about this episode um and again Congratulations. This was, I think, the highlight of the season for me. So congratulations, guys. This was fantastic. Um, Sarah, we're, uh, you, you mentioned it earlier. Said but said it earlier. SL Coats on uh, Twitter and Scotesy on Instagram. Michael? And Cassett ZN on Twitter. Uh, all right. Well, again, thank you guys so, so much. Michelle, where can people go? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. All of my shows are back in session on AfterBuzz. Most of them are 7 p.m. on Mondays, except for Star... Most of them are 7 p.m. on weekdays. (laughs) I have a time turner, you guys. Except for Star Wars Rebels, which has moved to 9 p.m. on Mondays. So stay tuned. We'll be in the studio in another hour from now. Uh, I just want to say, again, special shout-out to Michelle for, like, attention to detail like crazy in this episode. You were fantastic. Um, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mengwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out season two of the Shadow Radio Re- Recreation, where I do the voice of Margot Lane. Thank you to everybody on the hashtag, everybody in the live chat. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys Yay. so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time. Yay, zombie fingers. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Zombie Fingers! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 